All Talks of Life with Chris Viniquest. You heard it right. This is All Talks of Life. And I'm your host, Chris Viniquest. Welcome back to the show. Hopefully you had a happy Easter, a good Friday. I hope you and your family spent it blessed. You and your friends spent it well. Got to hear the seven words on Friday, the seven last sayings of Jesus. And then Sunday was the Super Bowl of Christianity, as we call it. Easter, Resurrection Sunday. He is risen. That's right. The only one that has ever said he gave his life and he took it right back for you and for me. Welcome back in to another episode of All Talks of Life. Today I am here to talk about the impending draft. What is coming among us in just another week and a half. Starting April 28th, Thursday night, April 29th and April 30th, it's gonna be the draft. We're gonna have over 200 selections. It's gonna be crazy, it's gonna be good. It's a deep draft, it's a talent-filled draft. The NFL is getting ready to fill out the rosters with these young guys, with these young gunners, ready to do what they got to do so that next season could be another success for one team and one team only. So this is what's going on. The other day I'll, I go to my phone, open up my inbox, you know, I'm checking my, my mail and NFL.com sends me an email. And I'm sure that a lot of you have gotten that email as well. And the email, you know, says, make your own mock draft. Predict the pick is what they call it. So me, never having done a mock draft, watching a bunch of mock drafts, watching a bunch of NFL drafts, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take my shot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I got to do. The first time, you know, I've, I've been involved in doing it. So I'm like, let's get into it. Let's click the link. Let's pick. Let's predict. Let's talk about it on the radio. It was, it was fun. But I want to reveal to you the fun that I had doing it. Picks 1 through 32. That's all I'm doing the first round of the NFL draft coming up. Now, this is Mach 1.0. I'm going to do one more. That'll be on in the next episode or next week. Hopefully you checked out episode number 40, episode number 41. They're out now. They're available, ready to go for your listening pleasure. Um, episode 41 was Aaron Judge versus Brian Cashman. That's still newly released. Episode 42, big boxing month in April talking about the big boxing month right now saturday night errol spence jr stopped your dennis ugas in the 10th round of the showtime pay-per-view boxing main event errol spence became not only the wbc which he had but he captured and he also had the ibf but he captured the wba title as well so now he has three of the four major belts in the welterweight division the other one, it's with Terrence Bud Crawford, the WBO, waterweight champion of the world. After the fight, Errol Spence Jr. said, y'all know who I want next. Terrence Crawford, coming to get my belt. On Twitter, Terrence Crawford said, keep those belts warm for me. I'll be coming, I'll be coming for them. Now, that's one of the fights I've said I wanted to see for a long time. I've said that here on the podcast. I made a whole stink about it uh, on the episode where I spoke about Manny Pacquiao and Mike Tyson being overrated. Go back and listen to that tape. Some say that's my best take ever. Probably, probably not. 
Anyway, the Big Boxing Month continues. But the Big Boxing Month in April of 2022 started off with a Big Bang or kept going on with the Big Bang on April 16, 2022 with Errol Spence Jr. getting that win. Setting up potentially the fight in boxing that we all want to see. I mean, more than Wilder Fury, more than Triple G Canelo. These are the two best guys in the welterweight division, in the glamour division, outside of heavyweight. And we understand this is skill, power, speed, stamina. This is not just power like in the heavyweights. This is everything. Defense, we got it all. Hopefully we get this fight. There's no more that. No more boxing, politic talk. Because Terrence Crawford is no longer with top rank. No longer with ESPN. No longer with Bob Aaron. Now he's a promotional free agent. Now he can go down to the PBC, to Fox, to Showtime and say, hey, let's get this fight. Let's do it. People have been wanting it. But now I believe it'll happen this year. You know why? Not only because... Terrence Crawford is a promotional free agent. But because all the belts will be on the line. We're talking about undisputed. This is for the first four-belt champion in the history of the welterweight division. Undisputed. And hopefully, we'll have a date in the next, in the coming months. Hopefully, I'll be getting ready to talk about that fight and what I think will happen later on this year. Let's get to the matter at hand. The NFL Draft. It's about a week and a half away. I'm excited, ready to go. So I made some picks. One through 32. Let's start it off right here. The ja I, and, and just to let you know, I did not make any trades. I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, I'm an NFL insider because I'm not. I'm an NFL fan. I know the game. I, I I know what's going on in terms of the game and some of these players here that, that, that you're going to hear about. But I'm not an insider like that to be saying, yeah, these teams are talking to each other. I don't know nothing about that. I don't get paid to do all that. I don't get paid to report. But let's go with the first pick, Jacksonville Jaguars. After they tagged Cam Robinson, obviously, for me, the whole order changed. The number one player changed. Because they got their tackle short up. They went out. They got Brandon Scherf at the guard position. So now they need help over there opposite Josh Allen at the defensive end. Aiden Hutchinson out of out of Michigan, I, for me, is the number one pick. Number two, Kayvon Thibodeau going to the Detroit Lions. I think that, you know, last year they went out. Lions got Panay Sewell. They went out, they got Jared Goff. I know that the Lions don't think that Jared Goff is the quarterback of the future, but he's going to be a bridge guy. But the defense has to get better, and it has to get better in a hurry. And you'll see that again, I believe, with pick number 32. But for now, pick number two, Kayvon Thibodeau. They're going to go to the defensive side of the ball, I believe. Like I said, they got Panay Sewell, so they got somebody on the offensive line. They're not hurting on the offensive line the way that they were before last year. The offensive line performed somewhat to the level that they expected, or maybe even a little better. Now, the Lions are not a good roster, not a good team. Their defense is horrible. They don't have a great wide receiving core. They have DeAndre Swift back there running back. Their offensive line has improved a little bit, so they don't need to go there again. Kayvon Thibodeau is the pick. Number three, the Houston Texans. Now, let me tell you something. I don't know if there's anybody that I've seen on television or writing anywhere in the media or any friend that I've talked to, anybody that knows football that I've talked to that even knows where the Texans are going to go with this pick. Because the Texans, they need help everywhere. 
That's the thing with the Texans. The Texans need help all over. So I have I, I just really don't know. But here's here's my thought. The reason why I believe that the Texans are gonna go this way is because Davis Mills performed in the second half of the year last year as a quarterback that you saw, hey, maybe there's something we could do here. We gotta see. So we gotta protect the asset. Iki Ikuanu, I believe, is the guy. Now, for me, honestly, I'm gonna say that I like Evan Neal a little bit more because Evan Neal for me is more polished. He's coming out of that, he's coming out of that program with Nick Saban. But the thing is, there's some question his motor up the field. So you watch some of the tape on Iki Ikuanu, and Iki Ikuanu, right? Not only does he have the raw skills, he's not as polished. But Icky will go up the field and catch some blocks. Runners love that. Receivers love that. Tight ends love that. I mean, you got to go up the field and you got to be able to take out a cornerback, safety, one of them fast linebackers like a Bobby White. Like, you got to be able to take those guys out 10 yards down the play, 15 yards down the play. And that's something I've seen Icky do. So I think that they're gonna go number three, Iki Iquanu. Number four, the Jets. Drake London is where I believe they're gonna go. Wide receiver out of USC now. Yes, I know that Drake London messed up his ankle last season. Yes, I know that Drake London is coming off of a bad injury. But I also know that Drake London had his pro day. No, he didn't do the 40, but Drake London, you know, looks like he's back a little bit. And by the time season comes, Drake London's gonna be a guy that is gonna be ready to go. Now, thing with Drake London is, no, you're not gonna expect him to take the top off of it. You're not gonna expect him to just blow right by defenders. That's not Drake London's thing. Drake London's thing is being 6'5", all right? Drake London's thing is having a basketball background where Drake London is going to catch most, most of the 50-50 balls. Now, in this draft, when you're talking about the best catcher in traffic, you're talking about Drake London. Now, Zach Wilson is a young quarterback, prone to mistakes. He's gonna need a guy that, if he throws something a little off, he needs somebody, he, he needs somebody with a bigger catch radius. That's Drake London. Former basketball player, Brother's ready to go. He's tough. He's rugged. He can do what he got to do for this team. Red zone, red zone target, red zone threat. Going with Drake London at number four, number five, New York Giants. Because, like I said again, because Cam Robinson got signed, the Jaguars don't need to go offensive tackle. Now, the reason I'm reiterating this to you is because when the draft process started, after the football season was over, when it started in our minds, at, well, in the fans' minds, after the Super Bowl was over, I was like, Evan Neal and Iggy Aquano are not gonna make it to five. The Giants, it's not gonna be good for them. But after the Jags did what they did, after the Texans traded away Deshaun Watson, now I just see Evan Neal going number five Great pick for the New York Giants. Daniel Jones needs this. Saquon Barkley needs this. The offense needs this. Now, Andrew Weber has played better. Rookie season didn't show up. Second year in the league, played better. Andrew Weber, opposite Evan Neal. Weber, I mean, Evan Neal has played three positions on the, on, on the offensive line. He's played both tackles, and I believe he played right guard, if it's not left guard. But he's played three positions along the line. Evan Neal can play any position you put him at on the offensive line, probably except center. Evan Neal is that polished, that good. So for me, I believe that Evan Neal is the pick here, helping out Andrew Thomas. Sorry. Sorry. Um, helping out... Andrew Weber, and helping out Daniel Jones, helping out Saquon Barkley. 
So the offensive line is going to get some help out in New York. Number six, Kenny Pickett. Now, I know that some people have Malik Willis going here. And for me, this is one of the two teams besides, you know, before we get to 20, that is going to say, hey, we got to pull the trigger on the quarterback. The reason I go Kenny, win Kenny Pickett and not Malik Willis here is because I believe that Matt Rule is saying, hey, we need to reset, get a guy who's a little more ready because I don't think I can afford to sit here on Malik Willis for a year and then lose my job. But who knows? I believe that either Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis is the guy here at number six. Let's not forget, the Panthers do not have a second round pick. They do not have a third round pick. So the quarterbacks in this draft, for whatever they're worth, are gonna be gone by the time the fourth round comes around. That guys that you can depend on to start to do something that are not just gonna be backups, but they can give you something at the starting position. So Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett at number six. Number seven, going back to the New York football giants. Trayvon Walker, a guy who's really, really climbed up the ranks ever since, ever since the combine. Trayvon Walker put on an absolute show at the combine. Trayvon Walker, one of the one of the defenders in the no-name defense down at Georgia. The reigning, defending national champion, Georgia Bulldogs with that no-name defense. Bunch of players on that defense are going to go in this draft. Trayvon Walker, to me, is going to be the guy here at number seven. For me, the Giants need to start, need to start up front. Go back to the Super Bowl. Where did the last play break down at? Where did the last play win it for the Los Angeles Rams? Right in the trenches. So I believe the Giants are going to go the offensive side, the trenches, the defensive side on the trenches. And I believe the Giants take a step forward. How much of a step forward? We'll see when the preview show comes late on in the year. Number eight, the other team that I'm worried about possibly taking a quarterback their starting guy is Marcus Mariota. Obviously, Marcus Mariota is not a franchise quarterback. But I got him taking Garrett Wilson right here. I got them saying, hey, we're in rebuild mode. We're not going to be that good. Next year, probably we could get down lower. We grab one of these other guys in the draft that's coming out. Good, solid uh, quarterback draft class next year. So I believe that this year, the Falcons go with Garrett Wilson at number eight. Number nine, I did not see this brother dropping down this far when, when the whole process started because I believe that this dude right here is the real deal. Ahmad Sauce Gardner coming out of Cincinnati, 6'3". The brother right here did not allow, did not allow a touchdown to be scored on him all last season. I think the highest that somebody caught on him last season was 35 yards in a game. Brother is locked down, shut down corner right here. You wanna talk about shut down, taking away a third of the field? You're talking about Sauce Gardner at 6'3 with long basketball arms. This brother right here got it. He's gonna to go to work. And I think that he's gonna be number nine down in uh down in Seattle. Number 10. Going to the Jets. Second pick in the top 10, Derek Stingley Jr. Medicals looked okay. They checked out. He had his pro day. He looked good. He's fast. Obviously we understand that, you know, 2019 was a season where he looked better than Sauce Gardner probably looked last season. It's a shutdown corner. He's a guy that took away that third of the field on that right side. 2020, he didn't play. 2021, got injured. He didn't look good. So obviously what he's put on tape in the last two years has not been that good. I think he played in 2020, if I'm not mistaken, but just didn't look that good. 
But the last two years on Derek Stingley's tape have not looked good. Now, some people are attributing that to COVID. Some people are attributing that to injuries. But the last two years of his tape has not looked that good. But yet and still, Derek Stingley getting some time off. Derek Stingley recovering. Derek Stingley coming back. He's an LSU Tiger. He's coming back. And the top 10, I believe, in this draft. Derek Stingley Jr. to the Jets. Jets have their guy in Drake London. Jets are upgrading the offense over the last couple years. And now definitely got to upgrade the defense. So they're going cornerback, I believe. Number 11. Possibly the best player in the draft. Possibly top two, top three player in the draft. But safety is not a premium position. But this brother right here, even though I understand his 40 time wasn't that good, this brother right here can do it all. Brother right here is a remnant. He's reminiscent of the Honey Badger. You're talking about a guy who can play safety, a guy who can come in the box, a guy who could be a nickelback. We're talking about Kyle Hamilton, the unicorn, number 11 to the Washington Commanders. I think this guy probably should go a little higher. But, you know, with the needs of the teams, with with the way the teams are, are you know, just positioned right now, I believe that this is where he goes. Number 12, Trent McDuffie going to the Minnesota Vikings. I think Trent McDuffie is most likely the best safe tackler of this draft. So you're going to have a guy who can play that corner, the third best corner in this draft, the guy who's going to bring people down, not miss a lot of tackles. Number 13, going back to the Houston Texans. They made that trade with the Cleveland Browns. They get number 13. I think that they're going Jermaine Johnson here. Jermaine Johnson, the second defensive end. Number 14, Trevor Penning to, to the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens, they, they, they just, they need a tackle. They need somebody that's going to back up Ronnie Stanley or they need somebody on the, other, on the opposite side because Ronnie Stanley has just not been healthy the last two years after he messed up his ankle. Ronnie Stanley has not been the same. Is he going to, to come back to top form? We don't know, but the Ravens need help at offensive line. I thought that their line was going to be one of the best last year, but obviously we understand Lamar Jackson, he got hurt. A lot of got the running backs got hurt cornerback guy or just this team was riddled with injuries last year before the season began this was probably the most injury riddled team last year and yet and still they're not even in the top 10 picks you know they 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 really overperformed last year i give him props john harbaugh did his thing great coaching job and i believe that they go and try to upgrade the offensive line to protect the asset the commodity the man who has yet not signed a contract at the time of this recording so not sure that even when you hear this if he has a contract signed this week but trevor penning after the retirement of alejandro villanueva should be the guy at right tackle um the man has good feet he, he has good hands so trevor penning for me is a good pickup here number 15 another trade happened a couple weeks ago between the philadelphia eagles and the new orleans saints but Philadelphia kept number 15. They, they, they made sure that they were ahead of the New Orleans Saints. And I believe that they're going to go linebacker. N'Kobe Dean, for me, for me, the best player of the no-name defense down in Georgia. Again, the reigning defending national champions. That's who the best defender was. N'Kobe Dean, I know that there's more of a premium on defensive end that Trayvon Walker could do a couple of things. But I, but honestly, Trayvon Walker, the numbers for me just don't add up for him to be, you know, regarded as the best player on that defense of the Georgia Bulldogs. For me, it was N'Kobe Dean, most likely the smartest defender in this draft. N'Kobe Dean for me is a guy that if he doesn't end up here at 15, if he ends up at 21 with the Patriots, you better watch out because Bill Belichick will understand how to use this man right here. But I believe that they grab him down here at 15. He, he's, he's got, I, I know that the problem for a lot of people is that the measurables are not there. He's about 5'11". The arms are not, you know, too long and things like that. But this brother right here has a high motor. This brother right here has high, high IQ out of the linebacker spot. 
So for me, I believe that Nicobe Dean is going to be the guy that, that goes in at number 15. Number 16, Charles Cross, left tackle going to the New Orleans Saints. I just mentioned them in the pick with the Philadelphia Eagles. So 15, 16 um, right here is going to be the teams that traded Philadelphia and New Orleans. Charles Cross, offensive tackle. Taron Armistead obviously going down to Miami. They need some help. They need some young guys. They need to get somebody in here to replace Taron Armistead. And for me, that is going to be Charles Cross, the third best tackle or the fourth best tackle in this draft. I put Trevor Penning ahead of Charles Cross. Some people put Charles Cross ahead of Trevor Penning. However, however way you have it, I still believe that, you know, even if you flip him at 14 and 16 and Charles Cross goes down to Baltimore, uh, Trevor Penning will go down to the Saints. These guys, they need some help along the offensive line. But I got Charles Cross at 16. Number 17, the Chargers. Mr. 341 pounds himself, running a 4.7840. Jordan Davis. Problem with Jordan Davis, a lot of people say he's a two-down player because of his weight. He's not a great pass rusher because of his weight. That may be true. And I understand that the Chargers picked up Jonathan Joseph Day. Super Bowl champion Jonathan Joseph Day from my pick, the LA Rams. I get that. But Jordan Davis is special. Jordan Davis is a guy that you plug in there, 341, right in that middle. And if you're trying to run the ball up the middle, you're probably not going anywhere other than Jordan Davis' arms and getting brought down hard. Jordan Davis, first down, second down. You try to run that ball, Jordan Davis is going to be right there to meet you. Jordan Davis got some work to do, uh, honestly, when it comes to being a good pass defender. But I believe that Jordan Davis is going to be the pick here. You know, last season, a lot of people just went right up the middle on the Chargers. And with this pick right here, and obviously, you know, you stick in there on third down, Jonathan Joseph Day. You got Joey Bosa. You got Khalil Mack. It's going to be a serious defensive line this year. It's not going to be the cupcakes that they were last year. It's going to be a serious defensive line out in L.A. J.C. Jackson. Derwin James. This defense right here, they pick up Jordan Davis. This is going to be a serious defense right here. Moving along, number 18, going back to the city of brotherly love. Wide receiver Chris Olave. The guy was a burner. I understand that they got Devontae Smith. I understand that they drafted Jalen Reger in the first round. I think that they're going to make it three years in a row. They got the defender, Nicobe Dean. I would rather them go back. You know, I, I'd rather them draft another defender here. But I'm not sure that there's a defender at 18 that is worth the value. Honestly, I, I don't think that, you know, I don't know if you go up there and you reach, you know, for a Dax Hill. I'm not sure if, you know, you reach for Andrew Booth or Kair Elam. These guys need help along the defensive side of the ball. But they got pick 18. And... I just think that, you know, it's a good value pick here. A position of need, I'd rather them go two defenders. But again, at 18 with the guys who have been taken, I believe that they go Chris Olave here, a guy who's going to stretch out the defense. Obviously, Devontae Smith needs somebody else to help him out there. Uh, Jalen Hurts needs somebody else to help him out there. So they just got, they, they, they need to continue to get help for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, you know, continues to need help. I believe that they go up and they get it here. I believe Chris Olave is a good pick here. 
I believe that the offense continues to evolve in Philly. Obviously, they're run-first offense, but I think that Chris Olave is going to be a good fit right down in Philly. Moving on, number 19, going back to the Bayou. Another team that needs a wide receiver, the New Orleans Saints, the Big Easy, the state bird of the Pelican, Traylon Burks, wide receiver. Obviously, Michael Thomas hasn't been the same in the last two years. They need some help down at the wide receiver position, and I think that they're going to go get it with Trey Burks. Number 20. Everybody knows where I'm going to go. If you've been listening to the show, if you know who I am, if you've been talking to me about football, you understand where I'm going to go with my team down in the Steel City. Number 20. As the Ben Roethlisberger era came to an end, they need to replace him. Malik Willis quarterback out of Liberty University. Now here's my thing with Malik. I'm going to let you know right here, right now. I do not believe that Malik Willis needs to start a game this season. Now they want to let him see some time and get acclimated to the speed of the NFL. All right, fine. Malik Willis has no business starting an NFL game this year. We need to get another uh, quarterback, another veteran quarterback. Rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins. It was a, a tough dealing, tough blow dealt to the organization of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the fans of the Pittsburgh Steelers, young man, 24 years old. Thoughts and prayers for his family. I understand that, you know, it's not easy losing a loved one. All of us have been there um, losing a loved one, but hurts even more when, you know, the person is young, the person has potential, the person has promise. Um, so I just, you know, right now my heart just goes out to the, the family of Dwayne Haskins, his friends, and all those who knew him and the organization as well. The Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously, you know, with the loss, with the untimely and tragic loss of Dwayne Haskins and getting back after you turn the corner into football business, we'll have to replace, we'll have to replace Dwayne Haskins and I hope that they really take care of his family. I hope that the NFL takes care of his family. But at number 20, getting Malik Willis. I think that Malik Willis for me needs to be the third string quarterback. For me, the, the number one reason, the number one reason why I believe that Malik Willis should not start a game, should be the third string quarterback and probably shouldn't even play at all this year is for this reason. Malik Willis, out of every quarterback in this draft, is the worst at QBR when hurry, not when blitz. There's a difference. He has the worst QBR when hurried inside the pocket. Now, the number is so embarrassing, I don't even want to say it but I will 2.5 no no you didn't hear wrong I said 2.5 that was his QBR when hurried last season I know it's horrible it's horrendous you think you would think it's a typo or you think they're right now making a mistake I'm not 
Now, when he's blitz, his QBR is the best amongst all these quarterbacks. Because when he's blitz and he picks up that blitz and he goes around or he goes in between the line and he gets up in the pocket or he gets across the I mean, what he's going to do once he gets to the line of scrimmage or past the line of scrimmage, obviously by that time he has to work with his legs, he's gonna do he's gonna do some amazing things. So Malik Willis gets blitz, he recognizes it, his legs do the work, he gets outside the pocket, makes a, a great pass, he gets up the pocket, gets through, gets through the defenders, makes some great things happen. Malik Willis made Malik Willis had the most missed tackles for opponents in the FBS last year. He made more people miss than running backs, than wide receivers. You have to understand this. Malik Willis' legs are special. Malik's Willis, Malik Willis' movement is special with the football in his hand. But when Malik Willis is in the pocket and he is hurried, Malik Willis doesn't know what to do because he's so used to the play breaking down so fast because his tackles, his guards, his center, is not, they are not that good at Liberty University. So his whole thing is the play's going to break down. I got to get out the pocket. I got to make things happen with my legs. I got to throw on the run. So his whole thing is just every play is going to break down. So when he sees a play that doesn't break down and he's in the pocket, he's like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I'm not trained for this because every game, the pocket breaks down and the plays are basically me just running out, scrambling and making something happen with my legs. 13 rush TDs last year. The guy can move, flat out move. But he's gotta get comfortable in the pocket. He has to understand how to come up in the pocket, step into his throws, and hit receivers all while being hurried. So he doesn't understand how to handle pressure inside the pocket. He understands how to handle pressure outside of the pocket when he's in control. But he has to understand how to become in, how to get that control inside the pocket. Nobody does that better than Tom Brady stepping up into the pocket, manipulating the pocket. Malik Willis doesn't know how to do any of that. But Malik Willis' pro day was great. He's got the tools. He's got the talent. They have 72, 72 passes scheduled for him. Only one hit the floor. Meaning that whatever they told him to do, whatever the coaches said, hey, drop, three-step drop, five, seven-step drop, Go left, go right, drop back, pass, whatever it is. He can do it. Physically, he can do it. The thing is, mentally, can you put that all together in a game? And that's why, for me, Malik Willis needs, needs to, has to, sit for one year. Next year, he can be the guy. So my breakdown on Malik Willis. Number 21. Going to the hoodie, the 70-year-old coach and GM, Bill Belichick, taking the second-best inside linebacker for me in this draft, Devin Lloyd. I think he's going to fit right good in this system. Smart player, great skills. He's going to be a guy that's going to do it the Patriot way. He's going to put in some work down in New England. Number 22. Now. Number 22, some people, I, I think that they have a problem with this pick. <clears throat> Excuse me. I believe some people have a problem with this pick at number 22. Some people think that this player is too high. And I understand that. I get it. But we're at 22. And I believe that with the loss of... Corey Lindsley going down to Los Angeles. I think that the Packers, who made a trade with the Oakland Raiders to get up here to 22, obviously for Devontae Adams, I think that they got to go and replace that center. 
their center underperformed. Corey Lindsley was the second most trusted guy on the offensive line for Aaron Rodgers behind David Bakhtiari. Some some argue Elton Jenkins is number two. Some argue Corey Lindsley. For me, I think it was Corey Lindsley. Now, Elton Jenkins, I know he has a good, you know, he's really good. He can play tackle and left guard. But the center, Corey Lindsley, this guy's a great pass block. He is a great pass block. It's a great center. And now he's down there helping out Justin Herbert and the boys. So I think they got to replace him. I, I don't think that you should wait and maybe somebody else gets him. Or they could get a guy like Jameson Williams. If, if they think, hey, he'll be back by November, December, something like that. He's a guy who could stretch the field. If he wasn't hurt, if he didn't get that ACL tear, he would have been the number one wide receiver in this draft. Maybe the Packers just say that. But we know the Packers are prone to not getting Aaron Rodgers a weapon in the first round. I believe that changes this year. With the way Aaron Rodgers got paid, with all the hoopla that he caused, with the way his contract is structured, I believe they go out and they get Tyler Linderbaum. Some people think 22, little too high. I'll explain that in a minute. Number 23, Jameson Williams to the Arizona Cardinals. I think that, you know, helping out DeAndre Hopkins, helping out the once again signed A.J. Green, Jameson Williams to come in. He could be that second guy. Like I said, down in November or December, he could be that home run hitter opposite DeAndre Hopkins. He could be the second guy. He could be number two. AJ Green moving to the slot. Getting a little older now. Be a great receiving core for these boys right here. For Kyler Murray, needs help on that offense. So let's get Kyler Murray that help on that offense. Let's, let, let's get Kyler Murray to stop deleting pictures of the Arizona Cardinals from his Instagram and get him this guy right here. Number 24, the Cowboys. The big star. I think that they're going to draft Arnold Ebekete, defensive end. Obviously, they lost Randy Gregory to the Denver Broncos. They need to replace... Randy Gregory, they need some help for Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons cannot be in that front seven by himself. He needs another playmaker, young guy with all the skills. Arnold Ebekete, I believe, is going to be the guy here. Some people like George Karloftis here. I like Arnold Ebekete here. A little more skilled, a little more consistent, I believe, than George Karloftis. So I think that Arnold Ebekete will be the pick here. Number 25, Dax Hill. The Buffalo Bills need secondary help, and I believe that they'll go out and get it with Dax Hill. Number 26, Jahan Dotson, the Tennessee Titans. They need, they need people to stretch out the field opposite A.J. Brown. We understand Julio Jones, that did not work out, so they continue to need help. Young receivers who can stretch out the field, I believe Jahan Dotson can do that. Number 27, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the unretired after 40 days and 40 nights, Tom Brady. He needs help at that offensive line. I understand they also need help on the defensive side of the ball. But Tom Brady is your key. Tom Brady is the guy in this franchise. Tom Brady is the conductor. Tom Brady is the driver. And you need somebody to protect him. Young Kenyon Green, Ken, Green, a man who can play center, a man who can play guard. Versatile, he's good. Kenyon Green should be the pick here at number 27. Number 28, going back to the Cheesehead State, going back to Green Bay, going back to the frozen tundra, Christian Watson. The man is about 6'3", 6'4", a pure burner. A guy who can replace Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, 
who went down to the Chiefs. This, I think, right here is the replacement for MVS. Listen, you are not going to replace Devontae Adams. It's not going to happen. The Jets tried that a long time ago with the number two pick with Keyshawn Johnson. Have you seen a better receiver than Keyshawn Johnson in the last 20 years down in New York? Have you seen him? Because I haven't. I haven't seen a better receiver wearing wearing white and green. Better than Keyshawn Johnson. They didn't replace him. They're still trying to replace Keyshawn. He'll tell you that himself. Jets fans will tell you that. We traded away Keyshawn. We're still trying to get somebody like him back. A home run hitter. Consistent guy. Great wide receiver. Sure hands. Can make all the plays. Hopefully Drake London is that guy at number four. But you're not going to replace Devontae Adams. But you can replace MVS. And I believe Christian Watson is that kind of MVS kind of player. Tall, long, and really fast. Number 29. The Kansas City Chiefs have back-to-back -back picks. I think that they're going to go defense both, both, side, both picks. Starting off with defensive end. George Karloftis. I think that they need Chris. They need to get Chris Jones help. They need to be able to get to the quarterback. They need to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. I believe that they're going to try to start here with George Karloftis. Number 30, cornerback help. Chavarius Ward is gone. And I think that Andrew Booth Jr. is going to be the guy here helping out helping out in the trenches in the trenches with George Karloftis and now helping out the secondary with Andrew Booth the Kansas City Chiefs need help along the defensive side the offense is good Clyde Edwards is there he's a good running back he's not elite but he's good the offensive line is one of the best in the NFL obviously you still got 15 back there I think he can make guys better can he make guys better is the question. Got to ask yourself, can Mahomes make other guys better? If you believe that that's yes, Andy Reid, draft a defense. You lost Ward. You lost the Honey Badger. And your defense was bad already. Now it's worse. Get that defense back to start working for you instead of against you. I understand everybody wants some kind of wide receiver here, trade up, go get Jameson Williams. I get all of that. But hear me out. Stand pat. Get two defenders here. Get your defense to get younger, to get more active. Because if the defense stinks and you're going up against Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and now the newly contracted Derek Carr that has Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. Don't forget Darren Waller now. You're going to be in trouble. Your defense is going to be in trouble for six of those games. Help out your defense. It's a really big need. Again, the last play of the Super Bowl, 56 was won on defense. You got to defend. The old saying goes, offense brings the glory, defense wins the championship. Go back to Super Bowl 55. The way that defensive line defended, the way that they rushed, and then the way that those cornerbacks and safeties defended, those linebackers defended, shut down the Chiefs. You guys need defensive help. Go out and get it. Almost coming to the end of the round here. Almost coming to the end of the first round. Almost coming to the end here of the pod. Here we go. Number 31, the defending AFC champions. 
The runners up. The Cincinnati Bengals going down to the Natty. Cornerback, Kair Elam. They need this brother right here. The defensive line showed that they can play up to par when the pressure's on. They went out. They got the right side of the line. They got themselves a center. They should be better than what they were last year on the offensive line. I'm going to give that to the, to, to the Cincinnati Bengals. Some idiot said that the Cincinnati Bengals need to go out and draft seven times an offensive line. No, no, no. Cincinnati Bengals did what they had to do. They were picking at 31. They went out in free agency. They spent money. Their quarterback is still money controlled by a rookie contract. Get him some help. Stop getting him sacked 70 times in a season. Get Jamar Chase some more time. Get this offense some more time so that Joe Shiesty can work. They went out and did that. But if you saw the second to last possession of the Super Bowl, which I'm sure you did. If you saw that second to last possession, did you not see the Cincinnati Bengals get taken a bite out of? Because the LA Rams went out and took a bite of the apple and they went down there twice. They took two bites. They got a touchdown out of that. I understand they, they re-signed Eli Apple for one year, $4 million. They go back to the Super Bowl, attack that man once again. But Kair Elam should be the pick right here. They need help at cornerback. They need help. They don't have a number one shutdown guy. They don't have that Sauce Gardner kind of guy. They don't have that Derek Stingley kind of guy. They need Elam, a guy with the physical traits. He doesn't have the IQ or the skill of Stingley and of Sauce Gardner, but he's somewhere in that second tier. They at least need to start with somebody like that because they need help in that secondary. And I mean yesterday. You saw the Super Bowl. They need help yesterday in the secondary. Number 32. Coming up to the end here of the first round, going back to the Motor City, Detroit. Lewis Seen, safety. Obviously, you're not gonna go down and take Sauce Gardner at the beginning of the draft. I don't believe some people have him there at number two. I think that he's, I, I believe he's a worthy number two pick. Don't get it, don't get me wrong. But I think that they're going to start with the trenches and they're going to work their way back. And at number 32, they're going to go get a safety again from the no-name defense of Georgia. Lewisine, I believe, is the pick here. I think that this defense, it needs a lot of help. It definitely, definitely needs a lot of help. So I think that that's what they're going to do. You go out, you go get the man from, from Oregon, and then you go out and get the safety from the reigning defending national football champions. And I think that right there, it's a good start for the defense. I think that that's a great way to go for the Detroit Lions. They're pretty set on their offensive line and got their running back obviously this draft is is deep with wide receivers you know they can go out and probably get some other guys and things like that but defense is where they really need to focus at and we understand that this game of football starts in the trenches so you gotta start up front you gotta work your way back and I believe that that's what the Detroit Lions will do 
So, I'm just going to run down the names really quick. If you forgot, I hope you like the breakdown. I, I hope that you like the picks. You can go to NFL.com slash predict the picks. Predict the pick. Make your own mock draft. You want to argue with me? Make your own mock draft and send it to me and we'll see what we got. I don't mind debating it. I don't mind talking about it. But don't tell me you don't like the picks and then not make your own. Make your own and see what we come up with. Make your own and see you know what you're talking about with football. Let's do that one. Okay, number one, Jaguars, Aiden Hutchinson. Number two, Detroit Lions, Kayvon Thibodeau. Number three, Texans, Iki Aquano. Number four, Jets, Drake London. Number five, Giants, Evan Neal. Number six, Panthers, Kenny Pickett. Number seven, Giants, Trayvon Walker. Number eight, Falcons, Garrett Wilson. Number nine, uh, Seattle, Seahawks. Sauce Gardner, number 10, Jets, Derek Stingley, number 11, Commanders, Kyle Hamilton, number 12, Vikings, Trent McDuffie, number 13, Texans, Jermaine Johnson, number 14, Baltimore Ravens, Trevor Penning, number 15, Philadelphia Eagles, Nicobe Dean, number 16, New Orleans Saints, Charles Cross, number 17, Los Angeles Chargers, Jordan Davis, number 18, Philadelphia Eagles, Chris Olave, Number 19, New Orleans Saints, Trevor Burks. Number 20, Pittsburgh Steelers, Malik Willis. Number 21, New England Patriots, Devin Lloyd. Number 22, Tyler Lindebaum. Green Bay Packers. Number 23, Arizona Cardinals, Jameson Williams. Number 24, Dallas Cowboys, Arnold Abiquete. Number 25, Buffalo Bills, Dax Hill. Number 26, Tennessee Titans, Jahan Dotson. Number 27, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kenyon Green, number 28, Green Bay Packers, Christian Watson, number 29, Kansas City Chiefs, George Karloftis, number 30, Kansas City Chiefs, Andrew Booth, number 31, Cincinnati Bengals, Kair Elam, number 32, Detroit Lions, Lewis Seen. That's the mock-up, mock 1.0. For all talks of life with Chris Beniquez, I'll be coming back with another one. This football season should be exciting. I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to the 2022-2023 season. I'm looking forward to who these teams are going to pick. It's going to be an exciting three days. Not sure if I'm going to watch the third day but day one and day two should be really interesting. Day one, obviously, you got the guys that you expect to be starters. Day two, you have other guys that you expect to be starters, uh, definite rotation pieces. So we will see what happens in day one and day two. Those should be really, really fun. It's a deep draft, deep at wide receiver, uh, deep at defense, uh, defensive line deep at linebacker um you know so I, I think that it's gonna be fun it's gonna be good i believe they're down in vegas um so it, i mean if this thing were in radio city if this thing were down in madison square garden or the barclays center something like that the top 10 we're talking about four picks here in new york i mean it will be unglued but obviously it is not they're down in Vegas in the first round. The Raiders are not even picking because they gave their pick down to, to the Packers. So, you know, make the best of it for all of you that are going to be out there celebrating with the festivities and things like that. And for all of us who are going to be watching on TV, watching on our screens, um, you know, have fun with whoever you're with. Make some mythical bets and things like that. I don't know, bet a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> bet a case of soda or something like that i don't know you know let's see who stinks up the joint it's going to be fun reviewing this thing it's going to be fun talking about winners and losers it's going to be fun talking about how the rosters fit who fits trades and stuff like that again i didn't make any trades not an insider here to say hey i think that this team is going to trade for that or these guys are going to trade for you but 
just going straight off what they have but i'll be i'm excited to come back and do the mock 2.0 i'm going to do one more of these obviously the draft is next thursday starting april 28th and i just want to do one more just continuing to read and continuing to see how things unfold you know just to try to get it tweak it just a little bit the nfl draft is coming up it should be fun this is all talks of life Chris Felipe.